0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, June fifteenth, five twenty-eight a.m. Central Time. Crop scare event is back on this morning. December corn futures up eight and three quarters at five fifty-eight. November soybeans up 17 and a half at 1257 and a half. September Chicago wheat up seven and a half at 648 and three quarters. September Kansas City wheat up three and a half at 785 and three quarters. September spring wheat up one and three quarters at 809 and a half. Uh, Mackenzie, we've started with weather like every single day. So let's start with some demand stuff here just for a change of pace this morning.
1: U.S. ethanol production decreased moderately week over week. Weekly output of 1.02 million barrels per day was down 1.7% compared to the previous week and down 2% versus the same week last year ethanol stocks were pegged at 22.24 million barrels the print was down 3.1 percent on the week and down six percent compared to the same week last year implied gasoline demand was down only slightly compared to last week and the same week last year On average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is up 2.6% versus the same period last year.
0: We have a problem here in regard to uh, corn demand via ethanol for this old crop marketing year. So this old crop marketing year ends on August 31st. Um, USDA projects that corn demand via ethanol will decline by only 1.4% this year. We're on pace to see a decline of like 3%. Now, that doesn't sound like a huge amount, you know, a miss of of 1.5%. But you're talking about 5.2 billion with a B bushels of corn. So if we uh, end up 3% behind last year, that means you've got to take another – like 84, 85 million bushels off of your old crop uh, corn demand uh, number for ethanol. So I don't know why USDA hasn't, do, hasn't done this yet. Maybe they think that in this last two and a half months of the marketing year, um, you're going to see maybe cash corn prices ease up a little bit and better ethanol production. Um, this sort of thing, guys, it uh, is absolutely noteworthy. It doesn't matter right now. The market is is very clearly focused on weather and the unknown regarding U.S., Corn production, soybean production is the bigger factor during these crop scare events. But this uh, these demand woes that we've got going on in the background are absolutely something that uh, we need to pay attention to. Now uh, we'll get to the weather. How about that?
1: A large area of the central US corn belt will remain dry over the next seven days. Most of Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota will see little to no rain over the next week with a few exceptions. Rains will wrap around the western and southern areas of the central corn belt and hit areas including North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Kentucky, and Tennessee. While there is always disagreement in the models, the Euro and GFS both generally generally agree that rain will miss uh rain will miss key areas of Illinois in particular
0: so I think Illinois is in the northern half or two-thirds of Illinois is a big area of concern along with um other areas certainly but Illinois is your number one soybean producer number two country look at the rainfall over the last seven days. Uh, this is very similar to like what the forecast looks like. It's like we've had these rains that have uh, not been broad. They've been very spotty, but they've kind of wrapped around like this central area of the corn belt. Um, Indiana and Ohio did pretty good here over the last week uh, in terms of both coverage and amounts. And that's not everywhere, but a lot of areas, uh, Southern Illinois parts of it did okay. Missouri was kind of a mixed bag. Uh, Iowa hasn't really done so great with the exception of the far Western portion. So I think you could kind of see like where the problem uh, is developing here. It's it's uh, this northern part of Illinois. It's um, eastern Iowa. It's maybe parts of Minnesota. I mean, there are a lot of pockets. Even even within the areas that caught rain, there are pockets that are still very very dry. So um, we're going to see a drop, a new drought monitor out today. You're likely to see some improvement in some areas, but probably uh, worsening conditions in other areas. That'll be out. I think it's like I don't know if it's nine o'clock. It'll be out a little bit later this morning, guys. Oh, and here's the radar this morning, real quick. You do have one system over. Uh, Western part of North Dakota that's going to work its way east, maybe some rain there, but uh, really not much in the Corn Belt uh, to speak of.
1: So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Joe, tell me about this video you did with Shay yesterday.
0: Shea is running a crop condition survey. So I know that um, some of you guys may have issues with USDA's crop ratings and the way that they're handled and put together and assembled. So uh, we're going to kind of jump on Shay's survey here and make this available. We made this available to all of our premium subscribers subscribers. subscribers, and we're going to send out uh, the results of this uh, sometime early next week. And then as always, guys, uh, this time of year, June and July, we do a pre-open weather update when the markets reopen after the weekend. So in this instance, uh, we're closed Monday, so we've got a normal close tomorrow, and then we don't reopen until Monday night. We will have our pre-open weather update out on Monday at about 6 p.m. Central, should be about an hour before the markets open. We'll talk about weather model changes, what it means for the markets, all that stuff. It's a real short video. It's like three or four minutes long. Uh, If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I will uh, forward you over this morning's email, which has, I believe, the six most recent uh, premium videos. So check that out this morning, guys.
1: Argentina's crop estimates continue to decline. The country's Rosario Grain Exchange pegged this year's soybean crop at 20.5 million metric tons, down from the previous estimate of 21.5 million. USDA most recently pegged the crop at 25 million tons. Argentina will end the year with total soybean production that is less than half of last year's levels. The dry season in Argentina's row crop country typically, typically runs from May through September, most of the annual rainfall occurs from October through April.
0: Um, I wonder what happens. So we, we've known for a long time that the Argentina soybean crop was a disaster. I wonder what happens if they recover next year and you get your Argentina bean crop back to, say, 50 million. You have Brazil at 160 million. Um, that's not going to be super helpful in terms of the global Um, supply and demand situation, especially with, uh, I guess some of the recent data says that China's okay, but I still think there's some lingering issues in the background. So, yeah, I mean, disaster for crop in Argentina, that's old news. We rallied on that months ago. Uh, Moving forward, I just I wonder if they revert to a more normal pattern um, here beginning, say, uh, September and October when you start to see uh, normal or more uh, rainfall seasonally speaking. That would be my question, I guess.
1: On Wednesday, Fed officials announced they would be pausing interest rates this month, but signaled more are likely to come. A pause will allow the Fed to gather more information before deciding if they really need to raise uh, rates again. The majority of Fed officials believe a couple more quarter point hikes will be needed this year. Others are less confident about the need to keep raising rates due to the recent fallout in the banking industry if the economy develops as predicted officials expect inflation to decline enough next year that they will be able to reduce the fed funds rate to around 4.6 percent by the end of 2024.
0: so this was a hawkish pause that's how it was uh, described the fed is talking maybe two more hikes this year uh they are eyeing better gdp growth like maybe one percent versus uh, maybe half a percent previously uh, they're talking about unemployment staying low uh, slightly higher core inflation which they're still concerned about uh, when jerome powell spoke he kind of indicated you know higher rates for longer like uh, you know previously people had thought maybe they would cut this year i don't think that's the case anymore uh, he thinks that the labor market has been surprisingly strong which I think a lot of people would agree with it is surprisingly strong um, they're concerned that your core Pce which is your inflation um, when you take away the food and energy uh, products they're concerned that that uh, progress there is kind of stalled um, they do have more optimism regarding the soft landing and we've talked about that earlier this week and they're very much still in the process of fighting inflation so I just I don't I think that they don't want to quit too early when it comes to uh, the inflation fight because that would uh, be a very bad look, especially considering how wrong the Fed has been about so many things as of late. So I think they're going to keep their foot on the gas here, uh, even though they did not uh, necessarily do it here this month.
1: U.S. wholesale inflation declined in May. The producer price index in May was larger than expected, with a decline of 0.3%. This was the third time in the last five months that the PPI declined. The drop was largely attributed to wholesale goods falling 1.6% in May, the largest decline since July of last year. The report also showed that the PPI last month increased 1.1% year over year, which was the smallest gain since December of 2020. The report shows inflation is decreasing as supply chain bottlenecks ease and consumer demand for goods weakens in response to higher Borrowing costs.
0: So your annualized PPI rate peaked at 11.7% March of last year. Uh, we had the CPI out earlier this week, which is consumer inflation. That was down to 4%. Wholesale inflation now down to an annualized rate of just 1.1%. Percent um, the, the consumer numbers tend to uh, kind of follow the wholesale numbers. You know, there's kind of a trickle down effect. So we're very much on the back end of the inflationary cycle. Does that mean that it, it couldn't pop back up again? No, it, it definitely could. If you go back and you look at some of the charts of inflation, like uh, during the you know early 80s, there was a lot of back and forth, like up and down. This one for now has been straight up and then straight down. I just don't know if that uh, continues or not, remains to be seen. But uh, looks like we're headed in the right direction. What about the cattle market yesterday?
1: Uh, Cattle futures fell out of bed on Wednesday. They did. Live cattle futures closed an average of 253 lower, anywhere from 197 to 295 lower. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 435 lower with all the contract months losing more than $4. Cash cattle trade so far this week has not yet developed. Box beef continues to reach new highs. Choice ended the day at 339.06, up 107. Select ended the day at 309.26. That was down 22 cents.
0: So um, is, is the market down because they're concerned that cash is not being bid up or hasn't developed? Is that the deal? Or is this just run of the mill volatility?
1: I think it's run of the mill volatility. Um, I think cash prices will at least hold steady with what we saw last week. Uh, The availability of uh, fed cattle out there is still super low. I think this is just another bump in the road. It might be a little bit bigger of a bump than we expected, but I think things are fine.
0: Corrections are healthy and necessary even in bull markets. Uh, Outside markets this morning, guys, U.S. dollars up a little bit. Stocks are off. Bonds are off a little bit. Gold's down 22 bucks. Crude oil up 61 cents in the August WTI 6907. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Friday.